0: Impact 89FM's own NFL podcast. Hosted by Michael Markosch, this is the
1: Pylon.
0: Championship Sunday is upon us, and we're ready for it right here on the Pylon. Welcome in, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Markosch. This is Impact 89FM's own NFL podcast I'm of course joined by my co-host Jada Decoster as always And two special guests this week That's kind of unheard of here in recent times at Pylon Mini Patel unable to make it As we had to kind of shift around the schedule this week But nonetheless so excited For everyone that we have on of course Jack Latterman who was on with us last week You guys know him, you guys love him, he's back You didn't have a good week on the, the picks last week Jack, I, I, I might have to add
2: Yeah, I uh, that was not good uh, not good whatsoever. I the Giants' pick was just, just wrong. I think Jay was on that too, right? Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, that was just a, not not great. A, a brutal one. Um, and the Jags one really frustrated me. If you would have told me that Mahomes got hurt, I would have, I would have taken him again. So that one really made me mad. And the Bills. What obviously, were your What
0: like. were your thoughts when when Mahomes does get hurt, and you know you have the Jags?
2: Well, I was like. Obviously, you're not happy. Be- like, not you're not rooting for it. But like, I was like, this is. I mean, this is their chance. Yeah. And he didn't. I didn't think he was coming back in, to be honest. Yeah. Or if he was, he was not going to move well. But it was also like that. We all knew that was going to happen. Kind of <laughs> like Mahomes comes in with one leg and he still wins the game. So
3: Yeah, that was surprising. I mean, like when I saw Mahomes like go like to the locker room and he was like. He was Frustrated, I was like, oh no. I mean, I mean, for, for you, Michael, is it was, it was some PTSD for you
0: with <laughs> did, Chad Henny, who actually
3: didn't did a pretty solid job. We're once gonna get game. into
0: the, all the games here in just a second. First, I want to make sure we introduce Gray Scud, Scud is it? Yeah, yep, Scud Uh, yeah, uh, very nice to meet you. Very fresh and new here at Impact. Uh, really glad we got you on the show this week. Can you, f- uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and more importantly, what is your team allegiance in the NFL?
1: Um, yeah, so I'm a junior here at MSU. Um, just kind of like you said, new to the station, so really excited mm-hmm. to uh, get working with it. And a uh, huge Detroit Lions fan. Okay, so. yeah. that's uh, <laughs> <here>. that's
0: <laughs> Usually, Minnie Patel is our resident Lions fan yeah. on the show. Jay and Jack are both Bears fans. Bear of, course, of course, as I'm wearing here in the studio, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, so we kind of have a nice wide variety. And all of the guests that we tend to bring on, Just different allegiances all over the place, so really cool to get some different perspective. Welcome to the show, Gray. Um, So, again, as I mentioned, this is Championship Week, Championship Sunday, just two days away. Of course, we're recording on Friday, January 27th, and let's get right into the game that we were already just talking about. Let's start with the first game from last Saturday, as we're going to do. We're, we're going to get into the championship games later, break those down kind of one by one, but let's start by recapping the week that was the divisional round. Chiefs-Jaguars, Chiefs win it 27-20. to Obviously, Mahomes gets hurt. Chad Henney comes in, leads an incredible, what was it, 98-yard drive or something like that, G- gets the Chiefs in the end zone. They end up winning by seven. Um, as we mentioned, Jack did pick the Jaguars last week to pull the upset. Didn't happen. Uh, Jay, let's just kick it back to you, and I'll let you just continue going. With yeah, you no, I mean,
3: with Mahomes getting hurt, I mean, everyone's like, oh no, the Jags actually like might have a chance in this game. But I mean, Chad Henne did a pretty solid job for the time being. I mean, he's, I mean, I guess he's a serviceable serviceable backup. The stats don't really tell that otherwise. But no, he's, he he looked pretty solid out there. And then, you know, Mahomes comes back, and you know, he uh, he obviously did not look 100. He usually there was, I think, there was like a play that Chris Collinsworth was talking about. He had a wide open lane to run, and he said he just threw the ball. I think it was like a five-yard completion. So definitely wasn't 100% with that high ankle sprain. But, yeah, the Jaguars had had a couple chances there. But the Chiefs, I mean, look, with that high ankle sprain, it's going to be, it's gonna be I don't know. I mean, I still think the Chiefs are the team to beat, but with that high ankle sprain, that's that comes into question just a little bit. So, I mean, it's good for the Chiefs to, you know, just come out of that game with a win, so.
1: Yeah, um, like you said, great uh, great drive by Chad Henney. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely yeah. think the Chiefs are still the team to beat. I would take them um, in a hypothetical Super Bowl matchup over the Eagles any day of the week probably. I just think it's mm-hmm. probably a deeper team. Um, but, yeah, really excited for uh, uh, chiefs Bengals this week. I think that's going to be a really tough environment to, uh, for the Bengals to go in and maybe get a win, but we'll see. Two uh, great quarterbacks, so it's going to be a great offensive matchup. Um, but yeah, we'll just see what happens.
0: Yeah, I think you both touched on something that's like, it. just when it comes to the Mahomes injury, I I don't think there's anyone here that would say that Mahomes isn't the best quarterback in the league, especially when he's fully healthy, but on one leg now, obviously we've seen videos this week throughout the week. It looks like he's moving just fine. Obviously a high ankle sprain is nothing to mess around with, but if he can get that taped up, maybe get a shot in it before the game, I really don't see how this is going to impact him all that much. Um, obviously, his mobility will be a limit, a little bit limited. But in that game against Jacksonville, he took zero sacks, despite everything. Yeah. Even the injury, even the injury, he got the ball off. Like he ha- he didn't take any sacks, so he's still mobile enough to move around in the pocket, maybe get out a little bit. And I mean, Mahomes needs the smallest window in the world, and he's going to be able to fit mm-hmm. it through there. So. I don't think this injury is going to play as much of a factor as most people think. It may neutralize Mahomes a little bit more, but at the end of the day, I think his talent still kind of rises above the rest.
2: I just wanted to add, um, Jamal Agnew fumbled at the 9-yard line yep. in the fourth quarter, and then they, Jags D got a 3-and-out, and Lawrence threw a pick on the next drive at the 50. That, I think, two things. One, the Jaguars really did have a shot in this game yeah. towards the end. And two, um, some credit is due to the Chiefs' defense, I think. They really stepped it up. And offensive line, like you said, he didn't take a sack. One-leg quarterback doesn't take a sack. I think some credit obviously goes to Mahomes for getting the ball out fast, but also the offensive line um, much improved. Like Remember two years ago, or three, however many years ago, people were saying that was the only reason that they weren't the best team by a long shot. So I think their offensive lines are really improved in it. It shows.
1: Yeah, I've always said that um, coaching definitely matters in the NFL, especially assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. So, like, kind of going back to the whole Mahomes thing, like, even not at full mobility, he's still able to make those plays, and that goes a lot to say, like, what Eric Bieniemy does with that offense. He's able to scheme guys like Travis Kelsey open. So Mahomes just has open lanes to throw to all the time, regardless of if he can scramble out of the pocket or not. So I think it... Um, I think that's going to play a huge part. It obviously did last week, and I think it'll play a huge part this week, too. So,
0: I mean, you hit on it with Travis Kelsey. And I may be jumping the gun here a little bit because we're not at our player shout-outs of the week yet, but my goodness, Travis Kelsey. I have a saying on this show that Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are Thanos because they are inevitable. <laughs> and 14 catches for 98 yards, one catch away from an all-time record in the postseason. Like, dude is always open. I don't know why teams... Just don't cover this guy. Um, maybe they're trying. Maybe he's that good. I don't know. But like, my goodness, he's gonna yeah. go down as one of the best tight ends yeah. of all time. Easy. I mean, there's no doubt Easily. about that. I mean he, yeah.
3: the guy will always find the end zone. He's he's automatically a fourteen hundred yard, ten touchdown tight end for you, like every 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 yeah. every year for drafting him in fantasy. So I mean he's <laughs>
0: he's a first round pick in fantasy best, every year.
3: He should be the best tight end
0: like in the last I mean, Gronk is one of them but Kelsey's Kelsey um, is the best we've seen since prime Gronk I would say like Gronk at his peak was about as good as this Kelsey is right now um but let's talk about the Jaguars a little bit I do want to kind of get into the other side obviously there was another team that did play in that game and and they played admirably they didn't play badly at all Uh, as Jack as you mentioned they definitely had a chance to win there at the very end on that last drive before the the Agnew fumble um, what were your guys' takeaways from Jackson? Does this feel like a team that you feel like is going to be back next year? Or do you feel like this could be more of a one hit one? I do because I mean, look at the rest of that
3: division. The Colts are in a rebuild. The Texans are going absolutely nowhere, and the Titans have a quarterback problem. They do have a quarterback problem, and they're and they're like they're going to have some cap issues, I believe, and they got to resign some guys. So you no, know, the Jaguars they're in a great position with a with a quarterback on his rookie deal. Uh, a good a defense in its prime with Josh Allen, those guys. And you got Travis Etienne and Christian Kirk, and you have Calvin Ridley coming back, coming in next year. So yeah, I like the Jags to repeat as division champs next year. So they're, they're definitely back next year.
1: Yeah, I definitely, uh, definitely agree with that. I think uh, the job that Doug Peterson did this year kind of obviously is night and day difference from what Urban Meyer did last year, um, especially working with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's, The best prospect that the NFL may have seen since, like, Andrew Luck. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's obviously talent there on both sides of the ball. Christian Kirk coming in um, made obviously a huge impact uh, on the offensive side of the ball. And, like you said, there's a lot of cap issues with the Titans. I mean, they're going to, they've got a lot of decisions to make. I'm not really totally sure of Derrick Henry's contract situation, but the focal point, he's the focal point of that offense. I mean, there's quarterback issues, there's um, issues with the wide receiver core, um, guys like Taylor Luan on that offensive line, they are going to have to figure out something to do with him. So I think there's issues and definitely with the other two teams in division, just massive rebuilds and looking for quarterbacks with uh, top five picks in the draft. So I think the Jags are in a pretty good position. So,
2: Yeah, I agree. They Also, I think people were a little bit surprised when they brought in all these weapons. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like the... Guys, no one wanted sort of like Zay Jones. People were like, he's fine, but not great. Evan Ingram, same thing. People thought he was a huge bust. And Kirk, and then, like you said, Ridley. Um, I think they, top to bottom, are going to have probably a top two or three uh, receiver core in the entire NFL with Etienne. Um, I mean, they're fourth and fifth. Marvin Jones, as your fourth or as your fifth guy, if you're including Ingram as a receiver, which he basically is. Um, I, I think they have a really good receiving core, and that's all you can ask for for Trevor Lawrence. So I think they're just going to keep improving. And that division is terrible. <laughs> it's so bad.
0: yeah. I mean, you're right. Uh, I think, I think maybe top three receiving core might be a bit of a str- I mean, is Christian Kirk really a wall Calvin really could Ridley. be a one, but like again, he just missed a whole year. Yeah, I think oh, Christian very Kirk's deep like a receiving core, pretty person. a very good two. Um, yeah, I would say he's. I would say he's a two. Or even a high end three, depending on where he plays, because he kind of moves around a lot. He probably is more of it too. Who, but
2: Chiefs, you would probably take over them, I would say. No,
0: I mean Bengals. I I say right yeah, now have Bengals. to have the number one. Right. Eagles are number are right there with them. Yeah, AJ Eagles Brown, Devonta receiver? Smith, Wes Watkins. Yeah, Scott. Bills, Bills, uh, Bills maybe receivers. Not yeah. like top you got five then. Diggs and David yeah. or yeah. Davis. And Diggs, yeah. Diggs and Davis and McKenzie. Shakir Beasley. Shakir, oh, that team's loaded. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about them in a minute, but. Yeah, I look, Jacksonville's going to be fine next year. I mean, this division they should run, but while we do know Houston is, I mean, they've been blowing it up for the last few years, I don't think Indy's as far away as people think. If they can hire the right man here in the next few weeks at head coach, draft a good quarterback or bring in another quarterback that actually can play football, but the Colts have all the talent. Like Their defense is loaded. You got Jonathan Taylor. Michael Pittman's a very solid receiver who can be a number one in this league, which a, a, a competent quarterback throwing him the ball um, I don't think the Colts are that far off It's just they they can't They're in the wilderness right
3: No now. I agree And a resident Colts fan who works here yeah. at Impact Matt Mirrorfield, He was telling me Which I completely disagree with That they should tank next year yeah. Hire Jeff Saturday And, and take Caleb like Matt he threw that on Twitter. Their yeah. roster is, I think, way too talented to be that bad. Like, like we would get it Even this year. Even if they the try. Quor- like, yeah. I think they're going to take a quarterback this year. And, I mean, look, they still got the Force Buckner and um, Quentin Shh. Nelson. And Shaq Leonard. Shaq uh, Leonard. And they, they, have, they have some talent still on that roster. Um, So, I don't think they should tank for Caleb Williams, <laughs> who is as good as a prospect as I think he is. No, you really shouldn't do that.
0: Yeah, I, look tanking a year in advance is always kind of a risky move Um, but we're not here to talk about the Colts uh, for obvious reasons Uh, we were just talking about the Jaguars Um, I do believe that they will be around they should probably win this division next year but again it's one of those things next year expectations are going to come in everyone's going to know how good this team can be and you have to rise to that occasion and you have to be better somehow than you were this year not a lot of teams can handle it especially teams that young so let's get into the nightcap on Saturday, which was by far the worst game of the weekend. Um, another game that Jack picked wrong. Jay, you joined him in on this oh one. Thirty-eight to seven, the Eagles beat the Giants—an absolute thumping. This was twenty-eight to zero at halftime. It was it was really never close, um, and it, it, the Eagles just coasted. Jalen Hurts was okay. I mean, he he looked good, but he didn't look great. Uh, they were running the ball a bunch in the second half, but this is. Um, this was an Eagles team that, like I said, was the number one seed for a reason, and they definitely showed their worth. I should have known better. I mean, look, I, I kind of rode the wave with
3: the with the Giants there just because they, they beat a fraudulent Vikings team. No, I mean, ugh, look, the Eagles are the number one seed for a reason, and they got one of the best rosters in the league, best offensive line in the league, and they can run the football, like you said, Michael. I mean, and that defense is very good. So, yeah, not a great pick by me. I mean, that was that's probably the worst I've had uh since my time here so but yeah I mean look the Eagles are I mean like, like I said just top to bottom with the best rosters in the league and even when Jalen Hurts you said he played okay I mean he looked like he had some nice passes and he he looked like he was fully healthy from that that shoulder sprain so yeah
1: yeah um kind of on the giant side of things I I wouldn't necessarily like I, I mean yeah they got ran out of Philly on Saturday night but I they had a great year. I think Brian Dable coming in kind of really reinforced that offense behind what Joe Judge um, wasn't <laughs> able to do, um, and that kind of led to Daniel Jones, like, oh, is he a bus, mm-hmm. this whole conversation about him. But I think he showed flashes of the fact that he might be the guy for the foreseeable future for them. So I think they're going to be a good team. I mean, this division is obviously loaded. Um Definitely with the Cowboys, the Eagles, obviously. Um, but I think that they can be a, a, a playoff team for the next three, four years maybe. So I wouldn't necessarily rule them out like at all. So I think they can definitely come back from this. Um, but the Eagles are legit. I wasn't necessarily sold on them the first couple weeks of the season, especially mm-hmm. watching them play in Detroit the first week. Um, but they're good. So Yeah. Enough said.
2: Yeah. Daniel Jones' QBR was 11. <laughs> uh, they only ran Saquon nine times, which you could just say, okay, that's because they were losing. But these stats just don't make much sense to me. Slayton had one catch. Hodgins had one catch. So what? they were losing the whole game. It, it was just strange to me. They got nothing going. No, and nothing. And you, you would think when they're down that much, they would, you know, like Eagles drop a little a garbage time. Yeah. Some garbage time points.
0: They just suffocated him.
2: Yeah, it, it was, like Jay said, that was absolutely my uh, most poor <laughs> pick ever. But it, it really just shows, I think, top to bottom how good the Eagles are. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think something that we under all I underestimated, and maybe I did as well, the Eagles' defense is nasty. And I, I said it last week, but this team just flies all over the field. Their pass rush is ridiculous. They can get home with four anytime they want. They could probably get home with three if they wanted. Their secondary is incredible. Of course, you got Darius Slay on the outside. It, it even the linebackers are just really stepping up. I mean, they they suffocated this team. I mean, you you hit on it, Jack. I mean, the, even in garbage time when you would think maybe just sit back and prevent. Let the Giants run some clock, get some chump change. I mean, no, it was just foot on their neck, and they they just stepped right on it. I've that was as impressive of a playoff performance as I've seen in years. I mean, that was it was just a full on domination. Yeah,
3: especially I, against I the NFC's rival. I mean, that, that was like it wasn't even close from the beginning to the end. And I mean, I think I mean. Like We'll talk about the NFC Championship, but that's going to be a very tough test for the Niners. Mm -hmm. I mean, at home, with that roster, that's going to be really tough.
0: Yeah, obviously we're going to get into the uh, championship games here in a second. Eagles, not 49ers. I cannot wait. That game's going to be insane. But I want to go back to your point, Jack, about Barkley. Nine carries, and get this, he was averaging 6.8 yards a clip. So That's almost seven yards a carry. I don't know why in the first half, even when you're down – 14-0, 14 nothing, even 21 nothing, and it's still early. Why you can't run the football? They just ignored it. They dropped Daniel Jones back 27 times. The Giants didn't even run that many plays. They were just three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. And their defense, I don't think, played all that horribly. It's just their offense couldn't stay on the field at all. They kept giving the Eagles opportunities. Saquon Barkley averaged seven yards per run. Like, that's very good. And they just mm-hmm. went away from it, it, it just disappeared. Uh, Daniel Jones ran six times for 24 yards, a long of nine. Um, but overall, just like I said, just complete and utter domination by Philly. I mean, this was Jalen Hurts. Like I said, he played fine. He was 16 of 24, 154, two touchdowns. You know, rating of 112. Like that's good. He didn't make any mistakes, but he didn't like do anything special. They just they just dominated the line of scrimmage and all around. I mean, that was. Three times in one year, the Eagles just absolutely dominated the Giants. Yeah, and now we're
3: gonna. I mean, we're saying that Saquon Barkley will take a team friendly deal and won't won't try to reset the running back market. And we're gonna find out where he's gonna go next year. Because do you think the
0: Giants resign
1: him? Oh yeah, I think Sa- yeah. Like
0: Saquon. I think wants to play for the Giants. So I think, yeah. I think he
1: will. I really, don't think you have a choice. You you have to resign Saquon Barkley. You drafted
0: him number two overall, right, exactly. and when he's been on the field, he's played like he's worth that. Um, Obviously, injury issues with Saquon are always going to be a thing, but he still has, I think, one good contract in him before, of course, you hit that age of 30 for running backs where it usually starts to go downhill, but he's got one more he's He's still
2: very young. You think they're sold on Daniel Jones after this year? Is he for sure coming back? I think he's back. I think you have to, right? I
0: mean, here's the thing. You don't have draft position to go get one of the, the top guys. No, You're going to be, picking be late.
2: It'd be Sam Darnold or Geno or Derek bring Carr. Geno back. That'd be awesome. I mean,
0: D- Derek Carr,
2: potentially, Derek Carr, could yeah. be an
0: option. Uh, obviously, there's going to be quarterback movement. There is every single offseason. You're going to see some guys to go that aren't expected. Obviously, Derek Carr is one that you do expect um, to go. But, yeah, I, I think you kind of have to run it back with Daniel
2: Jones. Like he just led you to the playoffs. Right, I think this was his Show-me-what-you-got deal yeah. or year, and I think he, he proved him. Yeah, is it
1: is it – uh are they in a position to do a long-term deal, or are they going to franchise tag him? Are they not completely I and totally they sold might, on him?
0: they might tag him. Yeah. If, um, if
2: they tag him, I saw s- – he would be getting paid an unreal amount of money.
0: Yeah, I know, but do you really want to lock up Daniel Jones to a long-term but commitment?
1: Would they – Is he it for – there's a difference. Five years. There's a difference no, between
0: I, taking someone out on a, a very fancy, expensive, elaborate date and marrying them.
2: I don't think you can. And possibly that's what you're sign doing. to a four or five year. Deal that's what I'm saying, you. though. Yeah, so I think no it's way. one
0: of the other. So I think you just you overpay for one year, give him one more prove it year, say do it again.
2: Yeah.
0: Try to help you know build the team around him in other ways. Maybe get him some more weapons on the outside. Maybe some more alignment. Fix that defense. They may be losing their defensive coordinator.
2: Or you tag Saquon. He would not. I don't, he would not, no, I don't I, think he'd be pleased no. about that, though. I th-
0: If you have to choose between Saquon or Daniel Jones, I'm giving Saquon the contract. No, I agree. But. So, period. Uh, let's yeah. move on to Sunday, obviously. So two teams established, the Chiefs and the Eagles. Those will be the two host teams this weekend for Championship Sunday. Let's get into, well, I would say, my biggest surprise of the week. Um, and it wasn't that the Bengals won this game. It's just by the sheer dominance that they did it from start to finish beginning to end cincinnati controlled this game they win it 27 to 10 over the bills in buffalo in a snowstorm and it was just from the word go cincinnati was the better team
3: no yeah i mean it was i think it was was pure domination and give credit to the Bengals, not just joe burrow give credit to the Bengals defense they've been i think one of the like one of the like, a, they're a top ten defense this year. I mean, they've been really good at stopping the run and containing the pass. I mean, they've been very, very good. Not it's not just the offense with their with their core of receivers and Joe Burrow, but I mean, for the Bills side, I mean that's just I mean pure disappointment. I mean, you're at home, you have all the motivation, you have all the expectations, and I mean, you were you weren't really in it. I mean, for the entire second half, you weren't really in it, and. You know, I mean, Josh Allen didn't really play well. You saw stuff on on the sideline. He was not happy with him. He was like, "Hey, man, throw me the ball." And yeah, I mean, the, the, for the Bengals, I mean, look, I mean, they haven't lost since your Cleveland Browns beat them on Halloween. They just continue to roll. I mean, one of the hottest teams in the league, and I mean, they're they're poised for another Super Bowl run. I mean, they're just they're just that good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I definitely agree with that. Um, it was just domination right from the start, but. I mean, Josh Allen, twenty five for forty two, two sixty four, an interception rating of sixty eight. That's you expect more out of your franchise quarterback in these big games, uh, divisional round game at home. Eight carries for twenty six yards. Like that's I, I, I will live and die by the fact that I think Josh Allen is a top three quarterback in the NFL. There is no doubt in my mind, and you just have to see more from him, and arguably from the rest of the team in this situation too. I mean. Not a very well coached game. I don't think they were as prepared as a lot of people made them out to be. Yeah. So, um, but I definitely think they will, they will win this division next year, the AFC East. But it could be possibly another playoff blunder like it has been the last few seasons. So,
2: yeah, I agree with all that. I mean, Diggs had four for 34 yards. And obviously, social media, Eli Apple's been going at it. <laughs> but he, he deserves to be. He locked Diggs down. And we'll talk about Dak and that game after, but people are rightfully so ripping on Dak a lot. But, I mean, that Niners defense, to me, is a lot better than this Bengals defense. And you would expect more out of Josh Allen than Dak. I think Josh Allen, it's, I know there was a lot on their mind and all that with everything happening but and the snow, but that was not, like you said, out of your franchise quarterback and probably top two or three in the league. That was extreme disappointment to me.
0: Yeah, it- I mean, you guys hit it all on the head, especially on the Buffalo side. I, it, It's hard for me to even fathom how it, how a team like that comes out that flat. It just so much talent, Super Bowl favorites at the beginning of the year, and rightfully so. They had earned that spot on that mantle. And instead, they just once again don't even make it out of the divisional round. Of course, everyone was talking about that neutral side AFC title game, and it just it was never really even close to happening. The one thing that I like to point out, and I said this last week on the show, the Bills ran the ball nineteen times and dropped Josh Allen back forty-two times in a snowstorm. Probably. And I get it; they were trailing for a lot of the game. But again, it's one of those things where, like in the first half, you can't just you you can't just go away from the run game. The Bills don't even try to run the ball, and that makes life very easy for Cincinnati. They did not respect it at all. At all. They were just sending everybody. They were stacking the box. They were sending everybody at Josh Allen, putting him under pressure, making him make tough throws. And he couldn't do it. It was a genius game plan because the Bengals knew the Buffalo Bills are not going to run the football. It's plain and simple. They're not going to do it. Devin Singletary, six carries. James Cook, five carries. That's it. That's the only running backs that touched the ball for Buffalo. Josh Allen led the team in carries with eight. It It's just, it, it's unacceptable for a team like that to do that. And another thing that I also pointed out on the Josh Allen thing, Mahomes and Burrow, obviously the two quarterbacks who are now going to the AFC title game, learned the hard way over the last few years about the check down. You can't always force it into a type window, throwing it deep, throwing it across the middle. Just take the check down and take those five to seven yards, and that's how you win games. Burrow and Mahomes are masters at that. And that, that was a lesson Mahomes had to learn after Tom Brady beat him the first time. And Tom Brady literally just beat him by checking down, throwing the slant, throwing the slant. But like, It works you have to take it when it's there and Josh Allen just won't take it. He's trying to make plays downfield and it's just simple enough like it's just not happening. He only threw one interception in this game, but we saw it all season long. Turnover issues, you know, he's a gunslinger. He's got the biggest arm in the league. He thinks he can make all the throws, but Buffalo's got a lot to figure out and it's becoming an issue now with this team of you're the best regular season team in football, but you get to the playoffs and now what? And I think next year, you don't want to be labeled as that team,
3: at all. Oh, well, that's a good point. I mean, you got. I mean, as a quarterback, you gotta. You you could take the home run ball, for, you know, from time to time, but you also need to go for the single, just like just yeah. try to go go for the checkdown, like like you mentioned with Mahomes in 2018. Like, you made that improvement for 2018 and 2019. That's and then won the Super Bowl in the <laughs> next year. Like, you know, I feel I feel like that's gonna be something that Josh Allen kind of emphasizes because that's why. I feel like that's the reason why he's turned the ball over so much. They, what do you have, like 15, 14 or inter- 15 interceptions, something like that? I mean, he did turn the ball over a lot, which, which is, I mean, it's pretty unacceptable. He
0: threw unexce- 14 this season.
3: I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty unacceptable. I mean, he had a great year, but, I mean, still, I mean, you got to be able to take the check down. I mean, I'm not an NFL coach, but still, I mean, <laughs> you got to be able to – you can't always go for the home run ball. And, it's, it's, I mean, and we saw it, like, even that crazy Bills-Vikings game, like – Allen threw in a double coverage in that overtime, and I, I think he had that, like a wide open man, like for a five yard checkdown. He threw an interception in overtime yeah. that ended the game for those Patrick Peterson interceptions, so just stuff like that.
0: So,
1: yeah. Um. Kind of back to uh, back to the Bengals. Yeah, um,
0: for sure. Let's talk about the Bengals. Yeah,
1: back to the Bengals. I I love the offensive balance that they kind of threw at the Bills. They dropped Joe Burrow back thirty six times, rushed the ball thirty four times. Joe Mixon twenty for one hundred and five and a touchdown. The receivers look great. Jamar Chase, you know, bringing Hayden Hurst in um, this year was uh, obviously paid dividends for them the entire regular season. Uh, Samaje P. Ryan out of the backfield, throwing to him a little bit. T. Higgins kind of got in it so. I definitely think this Bengals team shows a lot of balance in their offense. And like you said, you know Joe Burrow with learning the check down has definitely improved not only his game personally, but the Bengals' offense as a whole. So I think they've got a really good shot to go into Arrowhead and win on Sunday. But
0: I mean, yeah, I, I think Cincinnati is as good of a team as you're going to see in this league. Uh, opposite of what I just said about Buffalo, and I said this again on the show last week, Cincinnati was another one of those teams that just didn't really try to run the ball. And they did this past weekend. You finally saw the Joe Mixon we've been looking for all year long. 20 carries, 105 yards, touchdown. He also had two catches for 18 yards. When you have a guy like Joe Mixon, it makes the check down that much easier. Buffalo doesn't seem to have that type of guy at running back. They need a game changer at running back. They don't have that right now. But, like, I was so happy to see Cincinnati, like, running the ball. Do what—and I— Again, most of it was probably the second half. They were just trying to run the clock out. But, I mean, this is this is the winning formula. You can't just drop Joe Burrow back 45, 50 times in the shape that your offensive line is in. Sure, he only took one sack, but that's what cost you a Super Bowl last year. you got to be able to be balanced, and I think they finally showed that. And, you know, it makes life so much easier for this offense. And they looked the part. They looked really good.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, Joe Burrow, I mean, he's the guy for the next 10 to 15 years. I mean, and we, and like I said with that defense, I mean, they played really well. Yeah. And I mean, look, I, I mean, we'll talk about the picks, but look, I think they got a really good chance because of Mahomes' ankle, I mean, and the fact that the Bengals just own the Chiefs. What I think I think Burrow's 3-0 against Mahomes, is that correct? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. 3-0 so,
0: twice. Yeah. No, twice in Cincinnati, once in Arrowhead. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so it'll be Cincinnati at Kansas City for the AFC title game. We're going to preview that game here in just a little bit, but we got one more game to recap from last weekend, the final game of the weekend on Sunday. I won't lie, I missed the first half of this game coming back from Bloomington, but Cowboys at the 49ers, a game I think for most of the time people thought the Cowboys were going to win, and then Brock Purdy goes on a touchdown drive, uh, leads the Niners to victory, nineteen to twelve. They survive the Cowboys. Uh, ugly, ugly game, ugly win for San Francisco. I'm sure they'll take it, uh, but 49ers advance.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the Niners got one of the best rosters in the league, just like the Eagles. And uh, I was watching, <laughs> I was watching that that last play. That was just typical Cowboys. You had the you, the lateral. You, you line up Zeke at center, and then. You, you complete like a five-yard check down.
2: Turpin gets run over as soon as he catches it. Yeah, but You know what? I didn't
0: hate the design of the play because I, what I thought they were doing was they were going to snap it back. Dak was going to throw the little screen out wide with the offensive lineman in front. That, yeah, that's, that's, that's what thought I the thought same. he was going to do. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. he throws it over the middle, and I was like, there's no way Dak was supposed to throw the so ball. So I there.
2: assume Turpin was going to throw it out wide, you would think, right? Oh,
0: Turpin was not supposed to... Turpin was supposed to catch that ball and, I think, lateral it back. Right. But he right. just got rocked right away, which is why if I was in that position, you literally had all the offensive linemen out to the left. Just throw it. Throw the little bubble screen. Just get the big guys out in front blocking the corners and just go. I, also, that Turpin... would have been a bad
2: play. Turpin is an athlete. Why is he the one... Why don't you have him out wide to run that? That's what I don't get. Like, you would think yeah. he would be the one that you would scre- throw the screen to and just run.
3: Yeah. No, it, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the, that play alone was just hilarious. But, no, I mean, look, the Niners' pass rush is unbelievable. I mean, Nick yeah. Bosa, I, I, I'm watching him just – I just keep my eye on Nick Bosa on a lot of these plays, and they just don't have an answer for him. And I'm I'm watching Dak. I mean, that offense, I, I, just, I feel like Dak just needs – I, don't, I I mean I, they're definitely gonna keep him next year, but like I just I mean with the turnover issues and just I I feel like just he was just underperforming a, a lot of these games and you know for, for, and for the San Francisco team I mean Brock Purdy Mister Irrelevant he's continued to look to, to look very good and with the weapons they have the defense I mean just hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey if Purdy doesn't play well I mean they got so many options on that team so.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really matter who plays quarterback for the 49ers, obviously, if it's Trey Lance, if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, if it's Brock Purdy. I think it says a lot about Kyle Shanahan's scheme and how he's able to play to the strengths of his players. He's able to kind of scheme, whether it's Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. He uses George Kittle a lot. Um, and, and I think that that offense, regardless of who is playing quarterback, is probably a top two to three offense in the NFL. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, and it goes the same for the defense. Obviously, you mentioned the pass rush, and it was just way too much for the Cowboys. I mean, Dak and his turnover issues were the main thing that I think kind of plagued this offense uh, all season, and it came to the forefront in the playoffs. So,
2: Yeah, Christian McCaffrey only averaged 3.5 yards a carry, uh, so the fact that they could still win a game with that I thought was impressive. I think huge... Shout out to Fred Warner, had nine tackles and an interception, and that pick was pretty pivotal, I thought. And also, uh, for the brand, Robbie Gold, four for four field goals. Um, they would have lost that game if he wasn't kicking well. And Mitch, w- Mitch Wisnowski, two inside the 20. Big punter, had a Shout great game. Shout out, punters. Had a great game. Seriously, he had a great no, game. No.
0: Uh, also, we never even mentioned this. Brett Maher got his first
3: extra he-
2: point blocked. Yes.
0: Oh, and did you? And did you see? But even before I got like that was a shame. It
3: like, was going. See, 30 the ball yards was wide. like.
0: It wasn't. It didn't even look good coming yeah. off. I, so I didn't see the kick obviously because I wasn't watching the game at the time. I heard about it. Uh, I'm getting texts from my dad. He's it like, he's shank. like, you won't even believe yeah. this. He's like, the kick got blocked. Um, I I feel bad for the guy. He, I mean, he
2: went and made two field goals. Yeah. Time. Oh, and he made yeah, that
0: he huge one from what was like 45 yeah. out just. Absolutely piped it. Um it so just for the good for him. It's just, dude. The dude can't make an extra
2: point. You no,
3: know,
0: it's just because I left. Because that <laughs> wasn't even just because of the block, but just because the way it looked
3: yeah. off of his <laughs> yeah. foot, like uh, that was going. I think it was into the stands. I think it was
2: Greg Olson announcing, <laughs> or I think it was Olson. Yeah, he was like. Uh, I'm glad that got blocked because I think that thing may have been, yeah. the, it may have gone left of the pylon. <laughs> he, he made a comment yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. I
0: just have to have to shout that out. You know, I I do at some point I start feeling a little bad for him because like I mean yeah he made two big time field goals but man the dude just he's got the worst extra point luck in the game. Uh, and that those are those are critical points because if he makes that extra point changes the game just a little bit. But nonetheless, talking about the Niners. Um, Again, it was a sloppy game for them. I don't think this was anywhere near their best performance. They looked a lot better in the wild card round. Brock Purdy was not great. QBR 53, rating of 87. It it wasn't his best game, but he was able to get the job done. Didn't make any mistakes with the football. The receivers were able to do their thing. That that catch by George Kittle on the on the touchdown drive where he juggles it what like four times and oh, catches yeah. it. That was like the most George Kittle thing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. He's the only tight end I think in the league who makes that game.
2: Kittle is awesome. I don't know if you guys saw the <laughs> post game. He like he was like, yeah, I just did that to make the game dramatic to get ratings <laughs> up, and then he like giggled at the end. It was he was like, ah! it was so funny. <laughs> just, I, I,
0: he's he's playing loose, and
3: that's yes, why he's one of the exactly. best.
2: Exactly, he's so awesome. Yeah, so and
0: oh yeah, just overall. I mean, Kittle Samuel did their thing. McCaffrey did his. I mean, not his best game by any stretch either. He ended up scoring the winning touchdown. But, I mean, dude, that defense. For this entire game, I think both sides, you might have seen the best two defenses in football. Like, it was just an absolute slobber knocker, as they like to say. I mean, it really didn't feel like either team was going to make it to 10 points. It was just back and forth and back and forth. Actually, as I'm I'm looking through this, uh, Ezekiel Elliott got a solo tackle. Oh, nice! That's
3: um, and that's his resume. So there we go. Um,
0: I think it was <laughs> on the interception. But nonetheless, um, so did Robbie Gold actually. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, San Francisco. Like I've said it many times, I think this is the best team left in the field overall. Um, at their best, I think I don't think there's a single team that beats this team, even with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Obviously, there's the talk about garoppolo potentially being healthy enough shanahan shut all that down said purdy's gonna they're rolling with brock purdy but um it it's a fun team man and it's a prototypical san francisco team especially under kyle shanahan they're just gonna beat you to death in the run game and just you just ask the quarterback not to make any mistakes and let your defense do the
3: rest no yeah i mean i'm still torn on this on this game against the eagles but like you said michael they got Top to bottom, the best roster in football, mm-hmm. the hottest, one of the hottest teams in football, and they they can go to so many guys. I mean, like like I said, if Brock Purdy isn't playing well, just hand the ball off to McCaffrey. They mm-hmm. just dump it off to Debo Samuel or throw to George Kill. They, it's unfair how many weapons they, how much, how, how many weapons they have and in, in that defense. I mean, Fred Warner, one of the best linebackers in football. Nick Bosa, one of the best. bosses is going to win
0: uh, Defensive Player of the Year. I agree. He's no doubt, without question. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, they're
0: they're amazing. So, yeah, and Dallas once again left in playoff disappointment. Yet to make an NFC Championship game since they won the Super Bowl in 1995. And they're, they're keeping, keeping McCarthy.
2: They said right. He hasn't been yeah. fired yet. I'm pretty sure Jerry Jones came um, out and said that he shot yeah, all those Yeah, even though down.
0: before the season he gave him the ultimatum of, you either make the yeah. title game or I'm I'm firing you. And nonetheless, Jerry Jones turns back on his word once again. Uh, but, yes, Cowboys will try to rebuild. Strong roster. Obviously, they need to get some stuff done. you got to figure out what's going on with Dak. By the way, that tweet that the Cowboys team account posted. Oh, yeah, I saw that.
2: Awful. I felt bad.
0: Unreal. Yeah. From I your own team. Up.
2: How, how's that yeah, still I know they play. haven't Is taken they, it down yet. They didn't
0: take it down. No, it's still up. And they're uh, for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, the, the Cowboys team Twitter account posted basically a recap of the game, and they opened the line with Dak Prescott, whatever throws a costly interception, throwing, throwing him under the bus. Literally threw Dak Prescott under the bus. Uh, I've never seen a team account do that. I assume in they my took it life.
2: down immediately. I didn't know they came. like.
0: Usually, a team will say like, "We took a tough loss in." San Francisco, and then just clip the recap. Like
3: it's kind of different because I remember when the Bears signed Andy Dalton and they posted QB one on their Twitter, <laughs> and it was just a bunch. Or was of that like, Mike the, Glennon? Was it? No, it was Andy oh. Dalton. And like with a Photoshop of Andy Dalton in the Bears uniform. Everyone in the comments was making fun of it, and then they told the coach they like the general manager at the time, Ryan Pace, found out about, it, and he was like irate. And they took it down, so like yeah. that social media guy was probably canned after that. <laughs> Not,
0: nonetheless. Before we get into the pick'em this week and talk about these championship games, really quickly, let's do player shout-outs from divisional weekend. What performance stood out to you guys the most? We'll start with Jack because he's already put it in here. What do you uh, got?
2: We we didn't really talk about Gainwell and uh, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Honestly, they each they combined for what two touchdowns and over 200 yards on the ground. And a lot of that was because they were up by a lot, but they steamrolled. And then also just a mini shout out to Chad Haney that that drive. Chad him.
0: Haney. Haney. Ch- Chad Haney. I got
2: that, you. <laughs> that uh that drive was pretty pivotal. I think he scored a touchdown. If they would if you would have thrown a pick there and they got scored on, I think the game would have ended up very different. So
0: yeah, I mean, talk about the flashbacks I had. I mean, I'm not kidding you guys. When I was telling you, like, I was, it was like deja vu seeing Chad Haney come into a game and beat a team like he did. And the Browns didn't even give up a touchdown to Chad Henney a few years ago. They just let him run for 19 yards on 3rd and 20. Scramble, Chad Henney. I still not over it, but nonetheless, what do you guys got for a uh, shout out of the week? Um, I got Travis Kelsey.
3: I mean, <laughs> yeah. he he's just Fair he's enough. always open. As as uh Stanford Steve, Steve likes to stay on uh ESPN Sports Center. end's always open and that's Travis Kelsey because he is some, he's otherworldly um, I mean he's something else and on the defensive side I'm gonna go with um, oh fuck who's the guy um, that covered uh, Diggs Eli, Eli Apple Apple. Yeah. I won't go with Eli, Eli Apple I, I think he did a really <laughs> nice job on Diggs you know, I don't like his trash talking on, tw- on uh, Twitter but I think he did a really nice job on uh, Stephon Diggs so I'm gonna go with uh, Eli Apple there so
1: yeah I uh from an offensive standpoint I like to see teams throw the ball more than run the ball but uh Joe Mixon 20 carries for 105 and a touchdown um I mean obviously it does prove how much you need to be able to have a, a very balanced offensive attack and he was definitely able to we saw um pretty much what he's there to do you know and he proved it on the biggest stage so Definitely shout-out to Joe Mixon.
0: I'm going back to the Chiefs with mine, uh, the running back, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, phenomenal game. Uh, this is the best running back the Chiefs have probably had since they've had Mahomes. Uh, 12 carries, 95 yards, didn't get in the end zone, almost did on that one uh, score where he just went out before the pylon. And then he, had, he also had one catch for six yards, but he was a big piece, especially in that second half, trying to help run the game out, especially with Patrick Mahomes not being able to use his legs. I thought Isaiah Pacheco really stepped up in a big spot, uh, especially for a rookie, and helped the Chiefs win that game. So those are the shout-outs of the week for the divisional round. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, for the championship weekend pick Let's update the standings before we get into it. Last week, Jay is still in front. He got three out of four correct. That was a total of 12 points. He leads the way with 24 points. I'm in second. Actually, I'm tied for second with Manit. At 22 points, Mini had a perfect week last week. Got all four right, got back into the thick of things. And, Jack, you you kind of messed it up for everyone else here. Obviously, the special guests are playing against us three hosts. Jack went one for four. The only one he got right was the 49ers. And yep. he has his team in the basement with 12, 10 points out of second place.
2: Yeah, not uh, not proud of it. I'm not proud of <laughs> you. And I,
0: as far as I know, you have, you're have you going to turn the mantle over to Gray this week.
2: Yeah, I'm going to make the picks just for fun. and uh, no, Yeah, obviously no,
0: you can make your picks for fun. I'm not
2: letting them count.
0: But Gray's picks will be the ones on the line this week for championship weekend. Eight points a pick this week for a total of 16, as it is every single week. So it's not over at all. Plus, next, the Super Bowl is going to be a 16-point pick. So that's the that's the beauty of the playoff pick them Fewer games, but we give you more opportunities Let's start with the first game on Sunday. It will be the NFC championship game, the San Francisco 49ers in Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Who goes to the Super Bowl out of the NFC and why? I got the Jay f- has to go
3: first. I have the Philadelphia Eagles in a pretty close game. I think mainly just because they're at home. San Francisco's traveling traveling across the country. It's gonna be tough to pull out a win there, I in my opinion. Traveling across the country. Um, And look, I mean, the Niners have a a very good roster, but so do the Eagles. I mean, Jalen Hurts looks like he's back to almost 100% form. They're going to run the ball very effectively, I think. I mean, even against a really good defense, I still think they can run the ball. And A.J. Brown is one of the best receivers in football, but that, I mean, that uh, Eagles defense is also very good. So I got the
0: Eagles. In a very
3: close one, so I'm gonna have to lean the Eagles. That was very tough.
0: I've been back and forth I, I'm gonna go second since I am in second. Um I have been back and forth on this game all week long. Um I really don't know where which way I was gonna go. I, I switched my pick here in the middle of thinking about it before I even got on. Um I'm going with San Francisco in this game because I'm just I'm gonna stick to my word about it. I believe that this is I believe this is San Francisco's to lose right now. Um and I just think defense travels. So despite everything that they're doing, cross-country, the weather, they have the best defense in the league. The Eagles offense, while it is good, I think still has its limitations. I think if they, the 49ers can get a pass rush on Jalen Hurts, make him think, make him make some tough reads, some tough decisions, all San Francisco has to do is enough on offense. This feels like a game I think they win. I think they do win it. And I think the 49ers are going back to the Super Bowl. Manit is also in second, so his pick that he made before the show, he is going with the Eagles, and his analysis is that Jalen Hurts is better than Brock Purdy. So take with that as you may. So, Monique and Jay on the Eagles, I'm on the Niners. Jack, for fun, who are you going
2: with? I'm going with the Niners purely because I think they're easy to root for. Uh, Kittle's awesome. And To see Brock Purdy win a Super Bowl, I'm not thinking it's going to happen, but that would be so sick. Um, so, yeah, I'm just rooting for them, so I'm picking them.
1: And finally, I gray you're up. Yeah, for the I team. I was kind of just flip flopping the entire week. Um, was originally thinking Eagles, but I'm thinking I'm uh, gonna go with the uh, 49ers. Um, and it's purely going to come down to coaching. I believe that Kyle Shanahan is a better coach than Nick Sirianni, top yeah. to bottom. Um, it's going to be a tough environment, definitely. But I think uh, Shanahan's offense is just going to overwhelm this Eagles' defense a little too much. So um, I'm going Niners in a very close game. Three on the Niners,
0: two on the Eagles. Should be a phenomenal game. I think this game has game-of-the-year-type potential. Um, I think it's going to be an an absolute phenomenal game in Philadelphia with the, with the trip to the Super Bowl on the line. So with that, let's move on to the AFC title game, which will be the late game on Sunday. Rematch of last year's AFC title game, Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, everyone knows what happened last year. Chiefs took a 21-3 lead. Joe Burrow comes all the way back. Wins it in overtime for the Bengals. Do the Bengals do it again, or do the Chiefs get revenge? Who's going to the Super Bowl out of the
3: AFC? J, your first. Bengals do it again. I, I can't. Last year, I completely regret picking. I, I think I picked the, against the Bengals on this show almost every week. I'm not doing it again this time. I mean, the Bengals are just the, the hottest team in football. I mean, I mean, it's not like I said. I keep I keep saying this, but the defense is going to be a problem for Patrick Mahomes and he's not 100% healthy. Everyone's saying he is Superman for playing in this game. We don't know how effective he's going to be that high, inc- high ankle sprains take a while yeah, to heal and they maybe do. they inject him with some painkillers I don't know but I mean I, I just don't I, like Mahomes is not 100% therefore I will lean the Bengals in the spot. I think if Mahomes was 100% I would go to the, go to the, I would go to the Chiefs side but just because of that I'm going to go with the Bengals in the spot.
0: This is another one I've been back and forth on Like, all week. I think these are going to be two excellent games. I think this is going to be like the best championship Sunday we've had in a long time. Um, I don't like the Cincinnati Bengals. Anyone who knows me (laughs) knows that. Obviously, they are the Ohio rivals to my Cleveland Browns. I dislike the Cincinnati Bengals, and everyone's like, oh, how could you not like Cincinnati? You wouldn't get it, I guess. Um, But I have to respect how good this team is. But that being said... I've said it all week. I sense a Patrick Mahomes legacy game. I just feel like this is one of those games. Chiefs are favored in this game, so they can't really say that they were the underdogs necessarily, but a lot of people are counting them out. A lot of people are jumping on the Cincinnati train. This is in Kansas City. There's the revenge factor from last year, and then the fact that Cincinnati then went and beat them this year as well. I think Mahomes gets it done. I think he does just enough. I think it's close. I think it's tight. It may be overtime again. I think the Chiefs pull this out, set up a rematch with the 49ers from a few years ago. Again, it it could be crazy. It could just be my my biases chiming in and saying don't pick the Bengals because I don't like the Bengals again. But I will take Kansas City. I think this is just Mahomes' moment, and I think he gets it done. Jack, you're up.
2: I could not agree more with everything you said. I think I'm going to go Chiefs as well. I think that this is – they've lost two straight, I believe, right, last playoffs and then this year to – To Cincinnati. Well, to Cincinnati. They lost three in a right. row to Cincinnati three three straight. Did twice last year. So I, I really think – and people are saying it's a Mahomes versus Burrow game to see who's better. I don't agree with that. But I think the Chiefs' defense is really good, and I think they – step it up and it's I agree that it's going to be a really close game I think both these games are going to be awesome games I hope so too but um, I'm going to go Chiefs too and I'm also a little bit of a Steelers fan so I kind of hate the Bengals as well
0: but yeah uh, before we get to Gray Maneet is going with the Chiefs and once again his analysis is that Mahomes is better than Joe Burrow thanks Maneet yes thank you Maneet for that insightful um, analysis Jay right now the only one on the Bengals Gray are you going to leave it that way
1: Yes, uh, going Kansas City in a very tight game at home. I think uh, the magic runs out for the Bengals, uh, beat them three times in a row. Um, I think even with a not quite 100% Patrick Mahomes, this team gets it done purely because of their defense. I believe that their defense has um, the potential to just overwhelm this Bengals offense. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Steve Spagnuolo could be one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL, so I think that. He's a a great adjuster, and he's going to adjust for whatever the Bengals can throw at him, Um, and I think the Chiefs, it comes down to home field advantage, too. Home field in the playoffs um, is obviously an extreme advantage, so um, I'm going Chiefs in a very tight game. Yeah, I look, I think this game's going to be phenomenal. I could see it
0: going either way. I'm surprised only one, one, one person is taking the Bengals. And that is obviously Make Jay. Make a break for me if, Make if I'm, I'm right and I mean, dude, yeah. Jay and I'm 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 I have, have disagreed on both games. So this is, this is basically it right here. Um, it, unless we split. In that case, it, it's kind of lame. But um, 49ers, Eagles, Bengals, Chiefs. I know we're all going to be watching. I hope that you all enjoy watching as well. Championship Sunday, one of the best days of the entire year. And then obviously two weeks from now will be the Super Bowl. Next week on the Pylon, we will recap these championship games and get into some other stuff. We will save the Super Bowl preview for Super Bowl week. So next week will not be a Super Bowl show, but we will still have an episode right here on the Pylon for you. And That's going to do it for us today, though. For championship week. I'm, of course, been your host, Michael Markoch, along with my co host, Jay DeCoster, Jack Ladderman, and our special guest today, Grace Goodleric. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day and have a phenomenal championship weekend. We'll see you all next week.